Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Every week, we discuss issues including gender and income inequality. This time, we're looking at the deteriorating situation in Haiti, where people are enduring a horrific mix of food shortages, disease, and violent crime driven by gangs. The destitute Caribbean nation is also still dealing with fallout from national disasters, including Hurricane Matthew in 2016 and a 2010 earthquake that killed some 220,000 people. The Biden administration has expanded the Temporary Protected Status Program for Haitian immigrants living in the U.S., allowing tens of thousands to reside and work here without fear of deportation because of the conditions in their homeland. Gerline Joseph, co-founder of the advocacy group Haitian Bridge Alliance, joins us with reaction and what people there need. That conversation after this short break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is absolutely helpful. It was indeed a very uh, hard and uphill battle to get us to the point where we actually got this victory. And we are extremely grateful for Secretary Mayorkas and President Biden um, because they listened to, to, to our request, although it wasn't easy, but at the end of the day, they did the right thing. So what that will do to have an extension in redesignation of TPS that will allow people who are already having TPS to get the extension and people who did not have it, people who came to the United States after 2021 or who never applied before, now they have a chance to apply so that they can get protection from deportation in addition to that, they will be able to get their work authorization that will allow them to work legally, be able to provide for themselves, their families with dignity. So let me ask you about the situation there, because what we've been hearing from people on the ground in the Capitol and other places, there's there's gang rapes, there's a ridiculous amount of shootings. People are actually eating grass to survive. What are you hearing? I, I am hearing those unfortunate realities as well. As a matter of fact, uh, last week, I believe, uh, one of the chief of police got killed. 
uh, a very prominent location, I would say very prominent neighborhood, uh, upper class, um, and, and he, he got killed. So the violence that we continue to see in Haiti um, it is very unfortunate. As you mentioned, there continues gang activities everywhere in the country, not just in Port-au-Prince, everywhere in the country. Canada has been putting sections on many high-ranking officials in Haiti, including the former president, Michel Martelly, his prime minister, Laurent Lamotte. Many people within the administration are now being sectioned by both the United States and Canada because they found out or they allegedly saying that they are part of gang activities, drug trafficking, and other um, uh, you know, illegal activities. So we are seeing that the conditions on the ground is what we always talk about is a combination of internal violence that is being created by those who do not prioritize Haiti and also external violence by the international community. I'm going to come back to the international community in a second, but first I want to ask you, what's the situation for women and girls in Haiti right now? I hear that it's it's so terrifying that some are, are all but confined to their homes. Absolutely. I speak to people in Haiti every single day, and people are afraid to leave their homes. Uh, men, women, and and girls continue to be to be subject of sexual uh, sexual uh, based violence. Uh, LGBTQAI plus people, the exact same thing. Um, again, we we continue to look into what's happening. The gang violence that that is in Haiti right now. Again. It is imported. It's not something that, that is, that is a part of the Haitian culture. And that makes it even more difficult for people to handle because they are not used to this type of violence. Therefore, they are trying to figure out how do they protect themselves without having a government to do so. You were just talking about the problem being partly internal violence and partly violence from the international community, as, as you described it. What do you mean by that? Uh, because first of all, when we talk about the gang, we know very well that Haiti do not uh, uh, manufacture guns and heavy weaponry and bullets and all of that. All of that is coming from outside of the country, primarily from the United States. And also, we know very well that that the the, the international community is partly to blame by supporting those corrupt government, those corrupt, uh, um, you know, political actors that do not prioritize the lives of, 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 of Haitians, the, the priority of Haiti, the well-being of Haiti. And that is historical uh, a fact that many of the issues we are dealing with in Haiti are a result of foreign policies, whether it is from the United States, Canada, and other countries. Um, so when you have those type of outside forces dismantling uh, 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 the the sustainability in the country, in addition to having those bad actors, 
we now have what we say a perfect storm that creates what we can see right now, Haiti as a failed state. But one thing that we know, and I am extremely hopeful, is the fact that the people of Haiti continues to fight for their freedom and liberation. They continue to stand against all of those outside forces and inside forces that makes it impossible for them to survive. But they are standing up. They are saying enough is enough. They are working on finding a Haitian-led solution to get them out of this abyss that they find themselves. We spoke previously about how your belief and the belief of other advocates, frankly, that an international solution is not needed here. So what does a Haitian-led solution look like and how is how does, can that come about or be financed or, or even implemented in the middle of all of the chaos and violence? Absolutely. And again, you know, as things are evolving, again, I always speak with people on the ground because they are the ones living the daily realities. I am getting mixed uh, uh, messages and, and, and mixed information as what the people want. I'll say the majority of the people, what they are saying, they do not want an armed invasion. They do not want an outside occupation. What they need is real friends to come and help them build sustainable infrastructure, sustainable hospitals, schools, road, to revamp the agriculture so that they can feed themselves. That's what they are asking the support. They're not saying we don't want any help from the outside. They are saying we want help that will that will allow Haiti to come out of the issues what that they are in right now, but they are not welcoming an invasion, an occupation under sovereignty. So just let me be sure I understand you. You're saying no armed invasion, but if another nation wanted to come in, say, and build some hospitals or help provide security so that people could get out to buy food and that kind of thing, is that the kind of help you're talking about? That's exactly what they are talking about. That's exactly what they are asking. They're asking for real sustainable support that will allow them to continue to not just survive, but to thrive. Because understand, the Haitian culture is not one that stays idle waiting for things to happen for them. They are warriors. They are fighters. They want to get to the next step. They want to be able to breathe, and they are willing to do whatever they need to do to make it to that step. Uh, really quickly, are are you guys doing anything on the ground in Haiti right now besides, you know, offering, I mean, is your organization offering any support or anything like that? We are. Um, it is really hard to not to, um, uh, you know, do direct services in Haiti. We continue to provide very minimum cash assistance to directly impacted people. Um, and, and one thing I want to highlight with the, with the TPS as well, what that will do is that we have over 100,000 Haitians who have been living in the United States under a cloud of fear. Now they'll be able to get the work permit, feed themselves here, and then send remittance to their families back in Haiti. That also will stimulate the economy of Haiti 
you know, uh, in a very positive way. Every dollar that is sent to Haiti is another way to, to, to help their families back home survive. So we are really, really pleased with the, with the announcement for designation of TPS for Haiti. It was an uphill battle. And we always say that specifically because we had to fight so hard to prove our 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 need to prove our humanity i hope that when when it comes to to the black diaspora when it comes to black issues we don't have to always have to prove our worth and humanity in order for us to get protection but this is a good step toward racial equity as well to make sure we center the lives and voices of impacted and vulnerable communities the Haitian community has always been a central and critical part of the United States, going back all the way from the Savannah battle, from uh, from Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable, you know, really centering the fact that we have always been a part of this great nation. There is that that really want to make sure that that people in America understands that this is a reality. A lot of time I hear, why don't they fix their own country? Why are they coming here? Uh, we don't want illegal uh, 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 immigrants, all of that. The reality is all of those issues are connected. People are fleeing Haiti, partly because of U.S. policies towards Haiti. But at the end of the day, we are really looking towards to get protection for those who are in need. That's Haitian Bridge Alliance co-founder and executive director, Gerlene Joseph. Thanks so much for joining us. And thanks to Alan Peng for his production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast and leave a rating or a review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.